Welcome to the PRISM Education Center podcast. PRISM Education Center is a K-12 school committed to building principled leaders through sound values, solid culture, and strong community. PRISM Education Center is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Good afternoon slash evening, listeners of the PRISM podcast. It is Tuesday, April 7th, and if you're like me, your days are blurring, and it's difficult to remember what day <laughs> or what month it is. I am in the in the, in the podcast recording space that uh, here with Miss Lindsay Nichols, our Director of Educational Excellence at PRISM. Lindsay, say holler. Holler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we're also joined with one of our lead teachers in the elementary school and a mentor teacher, our mentor teacher for the elementary school, Miss Brittany Rose. Brittany. Hey guys. So it's really good to um, connect with all of you. And we're so grateful we have this podcast to connect with people. We didn't know at the beginning of this year that this podcast would be such a great tool for getting information out or that we would even need to get information out. So, so true. It's, I'm really grateful to, to have this tool. So um, we heard the announcement from the Arkansas governor yesterday that um, schools were going to stay virtual in Arkansas through the end of the year. I think everyone wah, else... Wah, wah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we weren't surprised. It just kind of made yeah. it certain. And I think the thing that I have realized in the last couple of days is that while we, the staff, weren't surprised, it did bring a level of like certainty to it that I have, I've heard from several staff members that it's been a little bit hard in the last 24 hours yeah. just yeah. knowing for sure we're not going to see our students in person again this year. And... Um, um, I've also picked up in our morning meeting today with the, the elementary kids and their response when I mentioned it on the morning meeting, as well as we had a class meeting yesterday with the 8th to 12th graders. And, and you can just really see the, the disappointment. And we kind of had a moment um, both on the morning meeting today and in class yesterday where we just took a second as a team, as a group, to just sort of talk about like the things that we're going to miss and the disappointment. Let each each student in our in our homeroom yesterday shared about the, th- the thing or things that they'll miss the most. Um, it was made, you know, a little bit comical because one of our students, Daniel, played the recorder in the background, <laughs> which actually seemed like it gave us all the space to be super like free with what we were saying. And so kids were really honest and and it was good. All their feedback was very serious, but everyone was just, a, something about a recorder, do, 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 uh, just sort of makes things easier to, to talk poetic through. poetic dirge. Yeah, it was a poetic dirge. It called. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, so people shared about their disappointment. And if you haven't had an opportunity to do that with your child yet, even even though I think everyone is just handling this like champs, I still think that it deserves, um, you know, it has been hard and it's been disappointing. So I want to encourage all the parents to just have those conversations with your kids around the dinner table. Just what are you disappointed over? What do you, are you going to miss? Um, let them express that because I think that's a part of moving forward. It's just acknowledging, okay, we did lose something here. Yeah. And even though we're going to be tough and we're going to, you know, like handle this well and maturely, we still have lost something and just let's acknowledge that. And I think yeah. that helps kind of move forward, kind of like a grief process, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, so too. Mm-hmm. and maybe you as parents should do that as well. Cause I think there's definitely been some loss here for everyone. And it's been good to, to hear from the teachers and let, and have those opportunities to share that as well. So 
now that all those physical boundaries, we kind of know with more certainty that they are not coming back for the end of the school year, it really puts an imperative on all of us at home with our kids to create some, help our students create some internal boundaries and to create some different types of boundaries. We don't have a building to drop them off at. We don't have class schedules that are as rigid and as demanding as um, they have been in the past. They, uh, you know, if you're wandering around in your home, no teacher is going to find you <laughs> like they would if you were wandering around <laughs> no in the hall. Passes yeah, at home. No hall passes at home. Um, I don't think so anyway. I mean, you know, these memes that are coming out are pretty funny. <laughs> you so see all true. sorts of funny stuff coming out in the in the, the social media world. But anyway, so let's what we want to do today is just kind of talk about how do parents put those boundaries in place and install boundaries, not just boundaries in their home, but internal boundaries in each of the the children that they're working with. Yeah. And, and on that that topic, Misty, I was I was thinking about a book that I've read recently yes. um, called Boundaries with Kids. And Brittany reads it every year. <laughs> this is a big book for Brittany because uh, you you like recommend this book to all your parents. You've done a number of book studies that I know of. Yeah, I definitely recommend this book to parents because the principles inside of it were so good for me as a teacher in my Mm -hmm. classroom. And I thought, you know, if it works in the classroom, surely it's going to work at the home setting. Yeah, Um, Because it is actually geared around parents and and building boundaries in your home. And it's an excellent book with just very um, concrete examples of what do you do in your home when your kids are pushing back on those boundaries that we know we want because they keep our kids safe. Right. They make yeah. our homes a safe place. But maybe the kids don't like them. Right. Yes. <laughs> always. Not always yeah. like them. Yeah. So I know I've heard a couple of boundaries that have been pushed this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that some of our middle schoolers are struggling to consistently turn in assignments. Oops. Or keep their videos on in class. Boom. Keep those videos on in class because that's one of our requirements. Some of the students are, um, like we heard from one one parent, that their uh, their child just won't wake up. Um, Not every parent can just sit there and shake their kids until they wake up or, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's been like an actual problem. Some of the kids are, or they're really great on the screen and Mm -hmm. then they turn off the screen and are just like throwing a fit for mom and dad. I think we've heard some stories like that at the elementary school level where they act fine on screen and then they get off and yeah, just raise a rebellion. Yeah. yeah. And so there's these issues where um, our precious prism scholars are in need of of help to become self-governed and accountable and diligent human beings. Yes. That and they, they can't come to Miss Lindsay's desk. I know. <laughs> you can't send them to me. Uh, so, yeah. so Brittany, what are in 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 talk a little bit about just the premise of the book is is because I, I actually read. Um, I was I've I kind of claimed that I've read the book. I read a summary of the book when I was a young mother <laughs> <laughs> and had time to read a book when I was when my kids were little. And I actually remember there's two versions of this book. There's one book called Boundaries, and it's just for adults mm-hmm. who struggle with boundaries, um, like interpersonal relationship type of boundaries and, um, you know, the person who has a hard time saying no to things or the right. person who people are too invasive in their life and, and they, they have a hard time holding up. And then there's this other version of the book called Boundaries with Kids that is geared more towards parents, yes. but it's also a great te- mm-hmm. book for, for teachers. So the idea behind the book is that boundaries create what? 
Um, boundaries create, well, the way, the, the big statement that I take away from it is that the boundaries are helping you build for your child's future. Yeah. So you're create, and when you create those boundaries, you're, I tell my kids all the time, I'm helping you be a good human. Mm -hmm. So one day when you are a boss or a husband or a wife, you've got internal boundaries that help you lead those areas of your life appropriately. Right. Right. And the, the types of boundaries that they would say, like, how do you, how do you do it? Okay. Yeah. So there's just very basic examples, like how to help your kid clean their room when they don't want to. And I was thinking about it for like online in the virtual schooling during for the elementary, for example, they have independent time and that's long blocks of time that they could squander in other ways if they wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, they have all kinds of things that they feel like they could be doing during that time that makes sense in their little minds, but they need our help to guide them on. No, this is the right way to the right thing to do. So I've heard, you know, a couple of times in meetings with my kids where I recognize during independent time, I think YouTube might have been on right. quite a lot. And right. so I thinking through that, I just realized what, what what I can do as a teacher, what parents can do is make sure they say, hey, what what is it that you're supposed to be doing right now? Let's lay this out for you. These things have to get done before the end of the day. And you, you come in and you help them. And if they refuse to do that, if they're like, I don't want to do this, or they're throwing a fit or um, just have no drive, something that the book really helps with is bringing in concrete examples to say, okay, well, this time right now is allotted for you to work on your independent time. If you choose not to do it right now, then that time later when we were going to watch a movie together or play outside, or you were going to play basketball Mm -hmm. with your brother, that can be the time that we come back and do the, the independent work. And, you know, in that regard, you know, they they may or may not d- decide to do the work. Hopefully they'll be like, okay, I don't want to waste that right. time. But sometimes they choose not to. And yeah. then you have to make sure you follow through. What I love about how Brittany's talking about this is how upbeat and jovial her tone is. And I'm thinking about this like as a parent. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> sweetie, you don't want to do the dishes right now? Well, maybe later you can do it when you're... And it's really not not quite <laughs> right. so upbeat in the moment. Yeah. They're usually, Especially if it's over and over. Exactly. Yeah. It's a grading process as a parent mm-hmm. to have your child. Um, pushback. I, I, you know, I'll be honest. Not every newcomer is perfect. Uh, I don't know what y'all think, but um, and and you know, I we we have found that it's more like the silent, um, the silent killer of. It's not. I, I can't imagine honestly at this point when they were little. Yes, and we had to provide appropriate consequences. Uh, they might say no. Um, that happened very few times because we were very diligent to say, you know what, it is your safety is in doing what we say because we're not, we're good, we're good parents. We love you. And when we have rules, when we establish rules in this household, we're doing it because we love you and we're expecting the best. And a four-year-old is just simply not equipped to make dictate (laughs) how the world should work. And therefore the safest place you could be is a place where your parents have provided appropriate boundaries for you. And so we were very, very quick to, to ensure that our kids, when we gave them instructions, they would do it. We, um, so I don't get like at this age, my kids wouldn't just say no to me. They might though be quietly disobedient. Mm-hmm. Like a slow, <laughs> yeah. a slow to obey. It's, well, not just, just slow, a- but like, hey, would you unload the dishes? Mm-hmm. Cool. Two hours later, dishes not unloaded. Yeah. I mean, it, it's yeah. sort of, you know, so that's, that it might be more like that or just not when I say, hey, if you have homework to do, go do it right now. And then mm-hmm. them just not doing it. Mm-hmm. And and so there's there's some things that I'm I'm seeing even as a parent. Uh, and of course, I think my kids are delightful. But there's there's two different yeah. types of diso- of mm-hmm. of 
you know, boundary pushing. Some it's very defiant and direct and it's a loud mm-hmm. no with a fit. Sometimes it's a very quiet no. Yes. <laughs> and it's very subtle. And I think in some ways that's a little tougher. Yes. Because it's harder to give those, those but you still have to say, hey, you didn't do it when you were right. supposed to. Therefore, that's we're going to take. Those are harder, even at school. I yes. think we see that. What I was going to say about what Brittany was saying is this won't be a foreign concept to your kids. Right. It might be a foreign concept or a new thing that you're doing in your home. Right. But it will not be a foreign concept for any kids going to prison. This is very much, I mean, our philosophy for right. working mm-hmm. with kids. Even when we talk about homework at prison, yep. we talk to kids about, okay, you didn't do it at home. Well, yeah. it's not an option not to do it. We yeah. don't give zeros. Exactly. You must do it. Yes. So now you uh-huh. will do it. During this other time. During that other time. You know, during this other time that's now available. And so this won't be a foreign concept. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully that could give some reassurance to parents Mm -hmm. when their kids start to push back. Don't be fooled. Right. This is... This is something they're accustomed yes. to, but it might yeah. take a while right. for certain, mm-hmm. especially those louder ones who yeah. push back a little louder mm-hmm. or who might push back once they start getting consequences for not doing or, or boundaries put on for not doing things. Right. And I think that what we're saying is parents need to have some clearly laid out expectations. Mm-hmm. And we're actually publishing a bonus episode this week as well, where we talk if if you have not yet found your groove with virtual schooling there's no better time than now. Now no that we know this time. is, <laughs> yes, do it now fast. Is the time. Do it fast. <laughs> if you haven't figured this out yet, uh, I'm serious because kids are getting in routines, and if the routine is just really lax, then that's the routine they're going to have. Right. You still have a little bit of time, especially with this new announcement coming out, to establish a better routine. And so we're going to um, publish a ep- uh, bonus episode that we did actually with Brittany, Misty, and Lindsay and Shakia yesterday, where we talked about establishing routines with different kids, but we also want to talk through, um, so once you have those established things, if a student doesn't do it either passively or aggressively, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or passive aggressively, <laughs> somewhere um, in between, <laughs> then, then you need to have boundaries and boundaries are things that are clearly enforced. They are not suggestions. And so you're going to have to give your kids some consequences. Consequences look like removal of privileges. Consequences look like um, uh, it, it can look like punishment, like, you know, uh, not cruel and unusual, but it's okay for kids to be feel gra- disappointment. Yeah, it's okay mm-hmm. for them to feel disappointment, be grounded for something, have something taken away. A lot of good consequences are just logical consequences mm-hmm. when it comes to time management. Oh, you didn't do this then, and so you must do this now. But there's also consequences for, hey, you did not show the mature behavior that someone mm-hmm. who is allowed to, you know, watch video games would have or yeah. watch TV would have. Uh, there's all, there's, uh, you know, like a thousand different, every yeah, you child You are destructive is with this. Yes. And so I can't trust you with this thing. And right. so we're going to have to take that object away. Yes. You were destructive with this and therefore you must build up something over you here. rebuild the object. <laughs> and that does remind me as y'all are talking about this, the importance of the recognition of what they bring to the community. Their family is a community, and we Mm -hmm. often talk at PRISM, if you're not being safe in our community, you have to be removed from the community for Mm -hmm. a little bit of time till you can prove that you're being safe. Go to your room. That's, I mean, that's, you know, we had a lot of kids in our family, so the community, you know, when my kids were little, was just, there were four of us, so we kind of made up a big community, and sometimes it's like, you're being a stinker right now. You are not, Mm -hmm. you are not following the rules of our community. It is a privilege to be, to be in here with us right now, and it's a, it's, it is, you have responsibilities. And so you're not fulfilling your responsibilities. So 
go visit your bedroom for a little while and <laughs> take a break. Yeah. And if you, and you know, I, I had some real strong willed kids who would go in there and, uh, let me know they were unhappy yeah. through making loud noises, screaming, mm-hmm. yelling. And you know, you just, we, you just can't respond to that yeah. stuff as a parent. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think you're already going into it, but you've told stories to the staff about not getting pulled in emotionally. Right. Cause I think that is a struggle. And I think if you're not, used to being with your kids 24-7, like many families are in right now. A huge part of teaching and our teachers at PRISM is learning how to resist the emotional draw of kids when they're not getting their way or when they're unhappy or when work is hard. Yes. And I think you've talked about that. And I think it would be super helpful for some parents to hear. Absolutely. Because I think that one thing I noticed being a principal is that I'm just so, I can be so well thought out, so patient, so calm, so professional you know kids can do things and I'll just be like oh, okay now listen little Johnny you, you can know, talk just like Brittany I, was. Can, yeah, I can talk so jovial right there in the moment and I found that driving you know to work or to school every day you know I might just kind of with my kids my own kids they would pull on me emotionally in a very very different way than other people's kids would pull on me and, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and they could do the exact same thing but for some reason when my child did it it would be it would result like personal offense. And one of the things when I read this book, um, or this summary, when my (laughs) kids were little, I realized, you know, I was a young parent and I didn't have like a real sense of strong identity as uh, we had our kids really young. And that just wasn't something that was established. And And I think that one of the big aha moments for me in reading this summary was that my kids' disappointment is not my disappointment. And that has been something that even as they've grown older, you know, because teenagers will sometimes experience disappointments that are not of their own making. And I have to remember, my disappointment is not theirs. We're different people. Our identities are separate. And when they are upset... I, I don't have to feel that. I can actually be the strong person, the grown up in the room who doesn't. And it's and it's really hard. I say it. Uh, I hope no one takes that condescending. I, these are things I say to me. You're the adult. You're the mom. And so when she's upset that you took away that privilege, when she's upset that you sent her to your room, when she's upset that this horrible thing happened not of her own making, it's your job to be the parent in that right. moment and to be the calm, stable person who just says, mm, this is not not personal. This is just a boundary yeah. and you broke it and I'm the enforcer. And so I'm so sorry you feel that way. Let's make better choices next time and and have that separate identity. And that was really powerful for me to know that we are separate people. And I really had to like, that was a mental exercise for me to get to that place. And it's something that the challenges are different as teenagers, but because they're, <laughs> they're disappointed a lot. <laughs> about stuff that not even sure why yeah that I have nothing to do with and I think even inside of this situation um like it was feeling the kids disappointment yesterday I knew those high schoolers needed to talk about this um and I I had to kind of deal with my own disappointment first because I have some disappointment in this thing and so I think there's a lot going on right now with families at home because you've got your normal family wear and tear which Mm -hmm. is is a thing, Mm -hmm. you know, just day in and day out. And then you also have the increased pressure of always being together, having the demands put on you at work um, for having the same level of productivity, even though you're at home with young kids or with teenagers and everybody's at home all at the same time, all the time. And so those, those can kind of make this a little bit more complex and a little more of a pressurized situation. And so it's good to get get yourself straightened out yeah. in this season. And I think continuing to remind what Brittany was saying, even about the purpose of boundaries that it says in that book, mm-hmm. which is, what was it again, Brittany? The like, 
I don't know, the bigger picture yeah, with boundaries. Yeah, keeping in mind that you're building them for their future. Yeah, just And that's extremely important. That. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it makes the world so much better. There is a short run challenge. Yes. Because I, I, I remember, especially those parents who are at home right now with young kids, listen, this is tough. This is a tough situation, yes. especially if you also have work that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. These can be really difficult situations. What we want, the message, like the take home point that I would like to say to all parents is invest in your kids right now. Yes. You're never yes. going to have this time again. You're not going to have, I mean, even if it, when life goes back, you know, to, to whatever normal looks like after this, you're not going to have such a concentrated time to really devote to the well-being of your children. Even if this wasn't the case, kids grow fast. Yes. Men, they grow up fast. And that's something that's been really very real to us in this, in this last, last year as our kids have graduated and, and even moved out of our house and come back after Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. But it, it really does go fast. And this it's so worth the investment. And it is an investment and it is a sacrifice. But you will see the fruit of that. Um, really, we genuinely enjoy our teenagers. We love them. We, it is, they are, they, we got all the same teenage problems. But the big, the net picture of life with teenagers is that this has been a really great season in our family's life. And it's because our kids know how to operate in boundaries and we have to remind them still all the time. Like, Whoa, when I say that, that's not a negotiation. Some things are, we'll talk about, but there are some things in our home that aren't negotiating points. So stop negotiating with me. So sometimes we'll have to say that just real directly with them. This is not a negotiation. Don't negotiate with me right now. This is a standard in our home. And I can say that real calmly and real, real, you know, peacefully. And our kids know, okay, that's a boundary. And yeah. I know what, I don't push boundaries. I think even those of you guys with elementary kids, yeah. I know that sometimes I think te- thinking about your kids, you know, five, six years from now can feel really far. Yeah. Yeah. But from even the idea of investing now, you know, what's happening in a lot of homes across the PRISM community yeah. is kind of like the first week of school at PRISM. Yes. And I have a lot of stories of coming home on the first day from teaching kindergarten for yes. second grade crying. Yes. Not because I'm stressed or unhappy, but because it is emotionally, yeah. it's a lot investing yeah investing that much in a short amount of time to help keep your kids on track. For those of you that have younger kids, there is a short-term, you will see a short-term return on that investment. Just in focusing on getting them set up for success, you will start to immediately see a turnaround. They're so moldable at this age. And so- I know it can feel like, you know, day one of investing and really being present and really staying on top of them can feel so, like so much. Yeah. But it does stop. Yes. They they are so capable of coming into independence at that age. They just like to trick people and make them them think that they can't, but it's not true. Yeah. They are are so capable, even at an elementary age. And we're seeing that. We're seeing them logging into Zoom on their own, even at kindergarten, first and second, learning to do this. It just takes a dedicated right. family member really investing in them for a good week mm-hmm. to help them mm-hmm. learn their structure and mm-hmm. learn the boundaries mm-hmm. that yeah. are on their new their new structure. But they can yes. get it. Consistency, consistency. Yeah, consistency. that is so key. If you if they if they pick up that these boundaries are movable, because sometimes you respond and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you hold them accountable mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't. Then they will. They won't see them as boundaries. They'll see them as shifting suggestions. Like kayaking yes. up up a creek instead of down. Yes, that exactly. Pointing at Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> great analogy. Um, but if if they if they know you're going to hold the line, 
they might push back at first. And for some families, I, I and I have four different kids and, and different personalities. And I've seen some of my kids when we realize, whoa, the boundaries have really shifted in our home and we're not really holding them accountable. And we come back in and say, hey, we really need to hold a solid front here on these boundaries and keep our kids safe and set them up for success and build a great life for them in the future by teaching them how to adhere to boundaries. When we come in and, and kind of reignite, some of our kids had a response of immediately shifting and some of our kids have had a response of, I am going to make you pay for this. <laughs> and I will, I will give it all I got for the next couple of days to see yep. if I can get you to change your mind. So parents don't be caught unaware. Your kids could push back and it could be a harder first initial two days. Yep. Don't give up. Don't give We're up. cheering don't give for up. you. Yes, we are yeah. cheering for you guys. It will be worth it. That's what I keep thinking it as everyone's talking is so worth it. Yes. In the end, the reward is great when yes. you invest right now. The reward is great. It is. Brittany, you actually reached out to one of your parents I today. Did. To just get their feedback, because you've done this book study with a couple of your parents. What was the feedback they gave you? They gave you a couple statements. I thought they were good. When yeah, you shared them. she said one of her biggest takeaways, and actually there are more than one. <laughs> There's more than one, but she said how important it is to em- empathize with them by validating their feelings, but still holding to the consequences. Yeah. And she talked about how if you stop controlling everything and allow more freedom for them to experience their own consequences, it's really important for them. And, and let me just expound on that. What mm-hmm. I think what she's, she's one of the big principles of the book is a lot of times parents want their kids' lives to be so happy and so great mm-hmm. that they won't let them experience pain and suffering. And it's consequences are how we learn. It's how we know, don't touch that hot stove. It's mm-hmm. going to burn my hand. Yes. <laughs> it's how you know not to do that stuff. So you have to release some of your parental control to make their world delightful. Because actually, if you're doing that, you're not making their world delightful. You're setting them up for failure in the future. By by holding them to accountable, you are actually creating a good space for them. Yes. And that's that follows right into her last point. She just said you're preparing them for adulthood Yeah, when you allow them to experience the consequences instead of trying to constantly take them away yes. so they feel happy. Yes. Yes. So I think that's I think that's good. So what we're saying here is set clear expectations for your kids. You can hear some of this uh on we're going to do a special edition where we actually talk about the governor's announcement and the grief and all that again um in this in in this bonus episode that's coming out, but set clear expectations to your kids with your kids about what this is going to look like. If you haven't yet, do it now do it this week and use this big announcement that this is going to be the new normal for the rest of the year as a reset opportunity. Mm -hmm. Number two, when you set those clear expectations, hold your kids accountable to it. Don't let them off the hook. Don't be consistent. This is, you are in the driver's seat of helping equip them for success. Number three, know that what you're doing this is going to create for some of you a mindset shift. I know it did for me when when I really realized, whoa, boundaries are good. Boundaries are not bad. Boundaries are healthy. Boundaries keep our kids safe. And we talk to our kids when they're very little at PRISM about the circle of safety. And our job as teachers is to keep them in that circle of safety. And if you're in that circle, things go well for you. Things go good. If you're, if you're, if you're part of the community, if you respect others, if you respect your teachers, that's just a safe place to be. And our job is to keep our school safe. But when you step out of that circle of safety and you don't respect other people, that's where life, it's not safe over there. And our job is to keep you safe and to help you stay inside of that circle of safety. So these are conversations we've had with your kids already. And we just encourage you take it into your homes and let this be a beautiful season for your family, a season where you learned how to build boundaries and you, 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 
you brought your kids into a safer place, even within their home. We know this is tough. We know this is challenging. There's no doubt about it. But I, I really believe that it's in some of these pressurized situations as that you are going to find some of the best memories and some of the best experiences of your life, not because of how easy it was, but because of the, the value of what was built in your homes. And so that's our prayer for you guys. Yes. That's what we're thinking about you guys. We're trying to set up systems where we can support. But at the end of the day, this is a season where parents are in the driver's seat. And so parents drive that ship, (laughs) drive that car, drive your homes and build your homes in the season. Use this season, all the unfortunate circumstances that exist within it. Use this season to set your kids up for success, not just for right now while you're virtual schooling, but build patterns in them of internal governance that will sustain them through adulthood. So you're in our thoughts, you're in our prayers. We can't wait to hear the good stories and please reach out if you need help. Thank you guys for joining us today. This podcast is a production of Prism Education Center. You can subscribe to this podcast through any platform you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Find out more about Prism Education Center by visiting our website at www.prismeducationcenter.org.